All right, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of uh oh, what was that? Of Tampa Bay Cop Talk. Um, I'm Andrew Salcedo. I'm here with VJ. What's going on, VJ? What's up, Andrew? What's up? Nothing, man. Just just enjoying some conversation with you, hopefully. Over a couple of beers. Cheers. Buddy. Over a couple of beers, man. Cheers. All right. So let's. We have some things to get into. Um, namely, let's first talk about. Uh, you know what the hell happened uh, in the charity shield, man? What What were your thoughts? You know, it's. So I'm someone who wasn't counting that as a preseason friendly per se. You know, I actually wanted the community shield because. Uh, mainly for two reasons, because we lost it last year on penalties. And the second reason being that I just don't want us to be losing the habit of winning trophies, no matter how small it is, no matter how insignificant the trophies might seem. So, I, um, you know, I wanted us to win, but, you know, that didn't happen. But I think it's just uh, one of two things, right? I think it's we're still in preseason. Uh, you know, we've only played a couple of friendly games, uh, you know, so – not everybody is at the level they're supposed to be. But at the same time, we could have put out a better performance than we did on game day, right? I mean, our second half performance was very good. But again, there's also the thing that we missed a couple of chances and we take either one of those, we would have been winning the Community Shield 2-1. So I'm not reading too much into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really wanted that game for us to win. Uh, you know, if you remember, I was in the bar saying, if Minamino scores, we have to come up with the song for him today. You know, and he scored the next moment. But yeah, man, you have you have luck with all that. But yeah, man, talking about those chances. I mean, how about Mane? You know, um, I remember yelling like, "Why didn't he press the L one and B button, circle button, man? He just had to chip it. He had to just chip it over the keeper, and then you know that would have been two one." Um, but our performance was very much like last year's performance. I felt like it was kind of crap for the most part, and then second half of you know we put the foot on on the gas and. We perform much better. But as you said, like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I wanted to win the cup too. I mean, it's a trophy at the end of the day. You know, a lot of right. people, a lot of people that, in my opinion, a lot of people on Twitter and social media that, that you know, poo poo the charity shield are the same ones that did the FIFA World Cup, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, yeah. Latin American, like, that FIFA World Cup is, you know, it's up here for me. It's not like a Mickey Mouse trophy, you know what I'm saying? So for me, right. a trophy's a trophy, you know? But at the same time, as you said, you know, we're not ready yet. You know, people are still getting fit, all that kind of good stuff. And at the end of the day, we lost last year, but we won the league. So, you know, obviously I take that any day of the week. But yeah, how- and also there's not Go many ahead. community shield winners have went on to, you know, win the league later that season. So that kind of sounds good for us. Take okay. Arsenal, for example. They won the community shield, I think, three times after they won the FA Cup. But they did squad in the league. So, you know, we're okay. okay well, then if that's some voodoo stuff, I'm all about that. <laughs> You know, I don't wear certain shirts in the bar because of said voodoo. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. So, another thing I want to discuss was really, um, you know, after the aftermath of the community field um, and actually even before, a lot of Twitter and, and um, you know, Reddit and stuff, people are, people are losing their minds. Uh-oh. Uh, for those of you listening uh, via audio, uh, the camera dropped a little bit on VJ's side. But, um. And it's going to yeah, keep happening, yeah. so. Yeah, no, but people people are freaking out, man. We're, we're, you know, FSG out this. Why aren't we, you know, the, the, the virus is a hoax. You know, you know, we have money. What the hell is going on? You know, what, what's your thought on all that? People freaking out over lack of transfers. 
I mean, to be honest, uh, I think FSG is doing the correct thing by not signing people just because we are ahead. The COVID pandemic has obviously affected us, right? We still have one of the highest wage bills in the Premier League, right? A lot of our revenue goes towards our players' wages. I mean, we might not pay as much in base wages to our players, but we pay a lot out in bonuses to a lot of our stars, right? So it's up there. It's 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 up there. And the fact that we won't have, uh, I, I read somewhere that we uh, we get about three million, uh, you know, three million pounds per game for every home game, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we, got, we we had about eighty million from match day revenue last year. Most of that is not going to exist today to invest back into the team. Yeah, yeah. Plus I saw, you. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry to just piggyback on that. You know, through the Financial Times, I think it was, there was a graph that showed uh, we get fifteen percent. Uh, revenue from uh, match day uh, mm-hmm. receipts, the gate receipts, essentially. So, you know, think about it this way. If, you know, you're living your life with your wife and kids and all that, and the next thing you know, your boss tells you you got to receive a 50% pay cut, things mm-hmm. are going to have to change around the house. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's no different from my house to a multi-million dollar franchise, you know, uh, organization. Um, right. So, yeah, no, I, I understand all that. But, I mean, but yeah. Continue, yes. But at the end of the day, you know, the club needs to be in good health. And FSG's model has always been self-sustenance, wherein, you know, we depend to the revenue we earn. You know, people also forget that, you know, there's redevelopment on the, uh, one of the stands. I think the Anfield Road stand is being redeveloped. That's like a 60 million pound project. We have a 50 million pound project where, you know, we're bringing the youth team and the first team together at our training base. Uh, you know, so th- that's not a small amount of money. And we also had to give back 20 or I think about 20 million back to our sponsors for the Premier League, you know, because of the law, as a, you know, as part of our, you know, refund, rebate or well, whatever. I'm not sure. Well, are you talking about from the broadcast side or from a sponsor side? I think the broadcast. I think it's the broadcast side. Yeah, I think it's no, no, the no, broadcast. I thought, I thought at least for this season, we don't have to. Maybe in future seasons. But you also got to think, you know, finances – is a long-term game, right? So, you know, yeah. we're probably, for example, still paying off uh, Virgil van Dyke's or Allison's mm-hmm. fee, you know, uh, right. because those are paid in installments. You know how those things work, right? So, right. you know, people need to understand this. However, at least for me, I don't know about you, but I'm freaking out. I'm freaking, I'm like, I'm like all those crazy people. I'm like your uncle on Twitter. I'm freaking the hell out. We haven't bought anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I was freaking out. Hey, man, but I know this about myself. I was freaking out last year. We bought – who did we buy last year? Harvey Elliott, uh, Vandenberg. That's it. That's it. Harvey mm-hmm. Elliott, Vandenberg, Adrian. We got in Adrian last year. Okay, but, week. yeah, that doesn't count. was free. And then yeah. it's a goalkeeper. No one gets excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mino, Mino for, we got him for, you know, a bag of peanuts in January. But at that moment in time before the season started, I was freaking out then. And look how the season turned out. So I know this about myself. Now, I'm an unusual case, but so you 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 have no uh, you have no stress, you have no anxiety then for this. Look, what's going on? I'm with you on the last season part. I was freaking out a little bit too because I thought we need one at least one more attacking cover for our front three. I know they they fed most of the time, but I just thought we needed one more. Right. right? And that was the only signing I was worried about. And I was like, if you don't get it, that's okay. Right. I wasn't worried about it that much because, you know, we just won the Champions League. So that calmed me down a little bit. You know, I can beat that on 
to be into the ears of other fans for as long as I want to, right? Uh, so yeah, so it didn't bother me. Uh, it did bother me last year, but this season I'm a little bit more calm as compared to last season, right? We just won the Premier League. Uh, I mean, although all the signs point towards it being the fact that, you know, you, I should be worried more this season as compared to last season. Uh, yeah, what, what signs are those? Do they have to be, are, do, does that sign happen to be a five foot nine little left footed striker from Argentina? Is that what, is that what's freaking you out? <laughs> no, no. See, here's the thing. I'll be honest with you, okay? I am really not worried that Messi is going to go to Man City. I am oh my God. really right, not. Let, let's table, let's pause on that because we got to talk about that in the next segment. Uh, yeah, okay, but continue about why you're not freaking out for this season. All right. Uh, two things, right? Uh, first of all, I'm someone who believes that, you know, the size of the squad should be, you know, two players per position max. Right. right? Uh, any, if you look at all the previous teams that have failed, they had too many players in too many positions, and that kind of disturbs the harmony of the score. So when someone says they want Thiago Alcantara, I would love Thiago Alcantara, right? But it actually doesn't bother me that he's not here at Liverpool right now, or if it's not going to come. Because if you look at it, if you count Gruick, who's our boy, you know, oh, yeah, that's our boy right there, man. <laughs> where, 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 he at? where he at? For those of you watching at home, look at that signature. Grook is our boy. That's Marco, yeah. baby. Marco. Yeah. <laughs> Me on Instagram DM terms, baby. Yeah, that's it. So, what, you think Gruwich – oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm drinking beer, so I didn't catch that. Are you saying that Gruwich can play a role – like Thiago is out. Are you comparing apples to Gruich? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying Gruich can compare roles. If you count Gruich, we have eight players who can play in the center of the park. Okay. Cut to that. If Thiago comes in without anybody of them leaving, we have nine players for three positions. Right. Right. And that doesn't include the fact that Shaq can drop off, drop back into the midfield three as well. Right. right? It also hinders Curtis Jones' development uh, as well. But I like Curtis Jones a lot. I, th I think he can be a very, very good player for us. Now, I had my, you know, tongue cut off for me before because I said the same thing about Ben Woodburn and then I said the same thing about, you know, Jordan Rossiter. But, you know, both of them haven't gone anywhere since. Or I even thought that, you know, Cameron Brannigan is going to, you know, at least be in and around the first team and do well for us. None of those three have worked. Two of them are away from us now. Uh, Ben Woodburn might still work. We don't know. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, his career has gone a bit backwards. So I really want Curtis Jones to do well. Right? Uh, sure. So getting in Alcantara and not selling any of these midfielders uh, would mean that Curtis Jones would get less time. I would be okay with that, I guess, but as long as it doesn't hinder his development, right? I would love to have Thiago, right? That means we boss games, dominate midfield, you know, that acts, adds an extra dimension to whatever we have in our midfield. Because right now our midfield kind of act as protectors, move the play forward, you know, cover the fullback positions. They do all that stuff. Thiago can do that, maybe not as good as Henderson and Wijnaldum does, but he can just about take the ball in and in, from that position start an attack. Right by looking forward. Right. Okay. So if Genie is going, let's talk about that because that's a big rumor. Because, dude, honestly, sorry, but let me just get into this. Honestly, like we talked about in the last podcast, I hate to say it, bro. Like, I believe it, man. Like, it just makes so much sense. I mean, usually, I mean, it's an easy journalistic link from a journalist perspective. It's easy, it's easy link. 
Oh, here's a player. Here's a coach. They used to play, they play together. They've worked together. Oh, okay. Let's link them. Done. Easy. I get all that. But for me, uh, you know, he's getting up his age, you know, and it's a time for him to move on in the sense of maybe he thinks it's time for him to new challenge. He'll play more advanced role in Barcelona, like, you know, like a number 10 or something like that. You know, he'll get big money. So, and that's probably his last big money contract before he chills, goes back to the Netherlands or goes to MLS. You know what I'm saying? So, but then I don't want him to go. All right, so David, you're first. What's your favorite? What was your favorite off-season story? Because it was like two weeks, to be honest. It was two weeks. And come on, it's got to be Slabhead getting arrested in Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> the memes that came out of it. I loved it. People were like, oh, Man United doesn't want to pay the bail up front. They want to do it in installments. <laughs> <laughs> so the off-season was so damn short that I, I can't even go with like one that's non-football related, I have to go with on the pitch. So during Liverpool's offseason, you still had the Champions League going on. Well, one of the players in the Champions League is very familiar to both Liverpool and Barcelona. Philip Coutinho. Philip yeah. Coutinho goes on to the pitch against Barcelona and bags a brace. Genie, look... If, you know, if we don't get Thiago and keep Ginny, I would still be happy, right? Right, of course, yeah. That could, yeah, I'll, I'll still be happy because, you know, Ginny so might you, not do you, what... Okay, so just to be clear, if we don't sign anyone, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually me, okay. Okay, because for me, you know, this is 2020. We have COVID-19, uh, Chadwick Boseman just passed away. Wakanda forever, everybody. Um, you know, everything's gone wrong this this year. So for me, if we don't sign anyone, that's one more thing on the list for me. Because um, I'll, I'll be in all kinds of anxiety. I'll need I'll need to talk to my doctor, get some new medication. <laughs> you know, I'll need to drink more beer or something. Maybe a bottle of wine. I don't know. Because for me, I know. Like I said, I already know. I already know. Last year we didn't sign anybody. We did all right, but. Here's the thing. We got this rumor of that little short guy going to Manchester. And I'm Again. sorry. I, huh? Going, Go to the, going to the Etihad. He's going there. If he goes, guys, I do the math. He scores 40 goals a season. Or he contributes to 40 goals a season. Every season mm-hmm. for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I know they were, you know, 20 points away or whatever it was. But 40 more goals, you, you got to think that's that's a couple more wins. You got to think at least that's five, six more wins. And that brings you to the 18, 20 go, uh, points, right? Right. So that right, means so. – so theoretically, that means we just – we have to be perfect, almost perfect, yet again, to retain this title. So that, that stresses me out considering the schedule. We have, we have like a month uh, – the, the season is going to be like a month shorter. Yes, mm-hmm. you can argue, well, Messi, he's older – the math says otherwise. The math says he's a superhuman. He's going to score 40 goals. So that's why I'm freaking out, you know, because I'll right, be fine so if we get second place, but I want to win, damn it. <laughs> here's the thing. Yes, so if Messi comes, I do expect him to score 35 to 40 goals. 
no doubt about it. You know, all this crap about, you know, can he do it in the English league? Can he do it on the well, corner? That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah he, that's bullshit. Lost, he lost to us in the Champions League. So what? Uh, he'll have yeah. 38 more tries. You know what exactly. I mean? Or 37 more opportunities. Right. And he did score a couple of goals against us in the first leg. So yeah. two goals in two games still. All right. So here's the thing. He will score those goals. Yes, City will win probably three or four more games because Messi is in the squad. But the, uh, the way I see it is we have shown that we can be consistent across long campaigns. We've done it for two years. And I think with Messi's inclusion in the City squad, we would be one of those teams who will be like, well, they have Messi. Well, let's just lie down and take it. I don't think so. That's only going to make us perform even better. Right? See, see that's, the, that's the thing that worries me, bro. Because last season, even though I knew in the back of my mind, like, oh, we didn't buy anyone. I'm still freaking out. I, I knew in the back of my mind, but we just lost the title by one point. So I knew mm-hmm. that was always going to be a motivating factor. Now, here's the thing. We won the Champions League. We won the Premier League. So from a psychological perspective, how does Klopp and his team motivate the players? I'm sure Salah is going to be fine. He's motivated to win the Golden Boot, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be all right. But I'm talking about the 10 other players. How do you motivate them and then as a unit to take that anger, take that motivation and put it out on the pitch? That's why I'm so worried. It's also the Argentinian guy, but it's also this, the, the motivation, because, you know, right. And it's like what think- be the video games like, eh. Like, uh, I don't want to play. Yeah, so <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, okay? I think uh, it's difficult to motivate the boys in this kind of situation. I mean, the only team that has done that for a long time was, you know, in the last decade, then it was Fergie's United when they won three titles and went to three yeah, but And they always supplemented that with new, with bringing in fresh blood or, you know, fresh meat, so to speak. And, okay, we got, we got cost us, we got for bus fare, but, you know, hey, he's not starting. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And I think that's where I think we need to add a couple of new players to the squad, uh, which I think we, uh, we will, right? I think we, need, we definitely need another center back unless the plan is to give Vanderberg or Billy Kumedo a go in the first team, right? But I think we definitely need a fourth center back, which I think we will get. I think we are just waiting on to sell Harry Wilson and our boy Marco Guick and use that funds to get a four defender. No, don't sell Marco. Marco, don't go. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay, you know? We got a personal investment in that dude's career. Yeah, man. We we, we have we have the um what do you call it? We have the you know the exclusive source, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh but real so, talk he's so nice though. Yeah. He was real nice. But, so you know so Couple of signings, yes, that would freshen up the squad and keep us going. You know, probably it'll help if we do the Ginny uh, and Tiago swap. I think the only way that's going to happen is if Ginny leaves and then Tiago comes in. Otherwise, I don't think Klopp's okay. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. So Ginny leaves. How much are we selling him for? Thirty. No, fuck that. So <laughs> no, <laughs> he's on the last year. Is Barcelona was a pain not- in the no? Barcelona has been a pain in the ass. And I know they, they've just skipped that clause in Coutinho's tr- contract where they, if they wanted to buy, you know, that clause that was in his contract, if they wanted to buy mm-hmm. a Liverpool player, they would have to pay $100 million more. I say F that. Michael, I believe in Michael Edwards, right? That's his name. I, mm-hmm. want, I want 45. I want 40 million. I want 40 million pounds for a 30-year-old. That's how old Genie is, right? That's what I want. Then, then he can go. Then he can go. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Barca are not – 
that rich. They don't have 40 million to pay for. Oh, but hey, I can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep. Yeah, I mean, if Edwards is a genius, maybe he can probably put in a clause that says, well, you can have him for 25 million and give us 15 million in add-ons if he plays 10 games or some shit. That's what he basically did for yeah. the team. <laughs> That's like, give us yeah. 100 million if he plays 10 games, you give us another 40 million. Yeah. If he scores a hat trick, an extra 7 million. <laughs> yeah, an extra 7. So he's pretty good at that. Uh, so, so yeah, Thiago will probably only come in if Genie goes. I would love to have both of them on the team, but also at that point of time, I would love for Marco. I think at that point of time, uh, I think our boy Marco will be sold. Yeah. And that would also mean less time for Curtis Jones. Very less time for Curtis Jones on the field. Uh, right. Look, man, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I am worried, but I'm not as worried as you are. I'm like, I'm cool. Dude, I'm so worried team. because, like, since since COVID's happened and we've been playing, you know, you know, with no fans and whatnot, you know, we've been giving up goals left and right. Um, the motivation, the, the, the sharpness doesn't seem to be there. <coughs> Sorry. You know how Klopp bought, brought in a, a surfer to talk to these mm-hmm. guys? And they, he, brought, he bought or he paid for a damn throwing coach? Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to call Klopp and tell him, look, you need to have your players watch the Last Dance documentary by the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan so they know what's up because, because that man, you know, expected no less. He, he expected perfection, you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I want these players to have that, to that, have that hunger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously that's really selfish of me as a fan, but. You know, it's, I'm all joking. Of course, I Klopp knows what he's doing, but I'm I'm just a bit worried, man. You know, until until we win four nil at Leeds and and two nil against Chelsea and Arsenal, then you know, until that happens, I'm gonna be worried, basically. Yeah, and we have three very tough games at the start, but I think we'll be all right. I think we'll win all three. Okay. So yeah, I think so. To end the, to end the episode, you want to tell me we're gonna be all right? Calm down. And tell everyone else to calm down. And FSG shouldn't be kicked out. We shouldn't petition against FSG. That everything Look, is being run the right way, Matt. You know, economically and so on and so forth. There are right. these are extenuating or extenuating circumstances. Crazy times. This is 2020. Is that what you're saying to me, VJ? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Look, let's put it <laughs> this way: If the COVID didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Timo Werner and Jaden Sancho both would have been playing for us. It's as simple as that. We were going to get oh, both Oh, you think we would have signed both of them? We no. would have signed both of them. We would have signed both of them 100%. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You bet me You bet me a bar tab next game on that? All right. I bet you. Actually, yeah, I, bet you. I don't even know how to settle that bet. So, never mind. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it's simple. Or, 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 or I'll make it even simpler for you. If the COVID thing didn't happen, you know. And we had a hundred million player that we wanted to sign. We would have signed him. Yeah. Well, that's a better. Yeah. That's yeah. Damn it. It's as yeah. It's as simple as that. Can we just sell someone and buy Mbappe? Like he's kind of bored in Paris, right? Let's. let's I mean, yeah. Paris. I mean, they can have Harry Wilson, and we can have Mbappe if they want. <laughs> yeah, I'll just text LeBron to do a little <laughs> little recruiting for us. All right. Well. Thanks, VJ, for, you know, taking the time to, to talk with me. But, um, you know, talking to the audience, what do you guys think? Should we – should if Thiago if Thiago's coming, is it because we sell Genie, Or can we have them both? Should 
Is VJ right in that we should be calm or am I right that we should all be freaking out? Let us know somehow <laughs> in the bars. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you yeah, know, walk but, up to us and let us know. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, when you're on social media and all that stuff, just try to be civil and, you know, we're all adults here, most of us. So, you know, be nice to each other online and all that good stuff. All right. Thanks. Thanks, VJ, for taking the time again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Out. Cheers.